Coming up on Nine Works Radio, what is a Porsche Classic Centre within a Porsche Centre? Updates on our classic projects, we announce the awards night and the Ruby Star Boxster progress. Nineworks Radio is your dedicated Porsche and car podcast, taking you closer than ever to the world's finest sports cars and the culture and history behind them. Nineworks Radio is brought to you by nineworks.co.uk, the innovative online platform for Porsche enthusiasts. Nineworks Radio is presented by Porsche journalist Lee Sibley and 993 owner and engineer Andy Brooks with special input from friends and experts around the industry, as well as you, our valued listeners. Enjoy the episode. Good day, listeners. Hello, listeners. I hope you're well. Hello, Andy. How do you? How's you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, very good. Very good, thanks. Good. So we're off to a Porsche centre. We are, we are. Um, yes, go, go find out what a classic partner is within a Porsche centre. Yeah. Which so I you- think is sort of... Uh, Kind of not totally understood, so it'd be good to get to the bottom of it. I'll be really honest with you, especially like working in the industry as well. I genuinely have no idea what a classic partner is. I know, you know, Porsche globally have been trying to push all of this. Yeah. Um, and rightly so. There's a lot of classic cars kicking around. But I don't understand the um, distinction or I'm unable to distinguish between a classic partner and a, like a just a normal centre. Yeah. It's Yeah. What's What's the... What's the crack as far as they've got a special place to put some, put a car and some bits on a nice wall. Mm. Um, and I think they've got dedicated ramps for it, maybe. I don't know, but we'll find out and uh, enlighten. Yes, yeah. They look the same from the outside, but it's what's on the inside that matters, yeah. as always. So, yeah, we're going to be going down to Porsche Centre Bournemouth, one of five Porsche Classic partners in the UK. And those guys have promised us we will not leave that centre until we fully understand what Porsche Classic is. So Excellent. And uh, then later on, we're going to do a quick update on where we are with our with our old classics. Our own classics. Yeah. <laughs> and also talk about um, how you got on go popping up to charades, see how they're getting on with the, the, the Ruby Stone Boxster. Yes. Yeah, so uh, listeners, hopefully from earlier on in the series, will remember that we launched a competition where you could design the livery for Steve at Charades 986 Boxster, competing in the Boxster Cup this year. So we'll check in on some progress on that, which is very exciting. Excellent. And then we're also going to be announcing the Nineworks Awards yeah. as well, which is super, super, super exciting. I'm like personally really, really up for that. So, so yeah, make sure you stick around till the end of the show. Nice. All right. All right well, let's go over to Porsche Bournemouth. Yeah, let's get up the road. Well, guys, thank you for hosting us at Porsche Centre Bournemouth, first of all, Mr. John Piper and Mr. Nick Perry. It's our pleasure. Thank Welcome. You. Good morning. Morning. <laughs> morning. <laughs> So it's worth pointing out to listeners, first of all, that John, you're head of Classic at, at the dealership. Yes, that's right. Yep, I am. And Nick, you're Porsche Classic technician. Yes, that's correct. With some 35 years experience. Yep. Not shy. We've just said off air as well. That's longer than what I've been on the earth for. So <laughs> that is some experience, my friend. Yeah, it, it's flown by. It doesn't seem that long. But <laughs> sort of point it out as over 35 years yeah it's a long time to be working on these cars <laughs> i'm not sure there are many people in the porsche network that have probably been in the network as long as nick has to be fair i don't think so i, I no. would say there's not many you've got one other here haven't you that's rod 
Yeah, Rod, yeah. Rod's been here for over 40 For a millennium. Years. Oh, for wow. millennium, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Rod is older than the network, probably, <laughs> yeah. you know, which yeah. is yeah. Yeah. in terms yeah. of experience. Yeah. So. Rod, Rod was PDI in 356s, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but John, you, you've, you've, you know, you've not been knocking around for 10 minutes. You've, you've been here a little while. So uh, what's your experience? 21 years. Excellent. Yeah, 21 years. So Excellent. yeah, I was just reminiscing to a customer outside who's got a... 2001 Boxster. Yeah. And I started when he bought his car. Excellent. Wow. So, yeah. Excellent. So, yeah, 21 years. Who'd have thought? Like Nick, I think, yeah, it's just flown. Yeah. Well, wow. how cool is that? So, that car now falls under the classic scheme, which you oversee here at yeah, Porsche Center Bournemouth. So, I yeah. mean, there's a, there's a romance to that. <laughs> yeah. yeah he, really cool. he, he bought it brand new. Um, bought it from Jason, our sales manager, yeah. who's still here today as yeah. well. Oh, wow. Another yes. long-termer. Yeah, another long-termer. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, he bought it brand new. And now here we are. I'm dealing with him and it's now a classic. So, yeah, it's Amazing. incredible, really. Or do you call that customer type? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your car in so many years. No, sorry, sorry to that customer. Yeah, it's all friendly. Yeah. So, with over half a century's experience then at Porsche... You guys are so well placed to talk about Porsche Classic today. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I wouldn't say that we know everything there is to know, but then who does? But um, and I'm sure there may be people out there that correct some things that that we say from time to time. But I think certainly with Nick's experience on these cars, um, I think Nick's experience in the workshop. Nick knows things about these cars that you can't read in a manual, you can't learn on a training course, and that's invaluable to us. It's something we were just discussing off air that, you know, having the knowledge is one thing, but having the experience is something else. And that's obviously where you guys have it in spades. So, yeah. Yeah, we had a similar conversation with John about this, and to actually say, when I'm presented with a problem, it brings back memories of what we used to go through and how we used to fix it. And it's not written in books or anything. It's just things that we used to do um, to overcome problems that we're presented with. Um, But obviously, we've got a good archive of the old books, which we've maintained. So if we have any issues, we've got the old books to look at. And, uh, as well as, as well as your own archive between well, your ears, right. Nick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got notes as well. Um, using old wiring diagrams, yeah. working out say heater problems on the old 911s and brilliant seem to be building more experience now because we're getting different faults with the cars yeah because they're getting older and so we are getting sort of fresh problems that we hadn't seen before and yeah and it's been great working on them i think we should get some um, pictures of those notes or some of your scrawlings in those old manuals. Oh, right. Just, I think that'd be oh, brilliant for people we, to see. We can't yeah. give secrets. No, no, no. As long as it's not the secret page. That's yeah, yeah. intellectual property. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the non-classified notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I think yeah. I've got notes. When we used to go up to Porsche Reading, you used to get presented with a sticker. Yeah. With the date on it and the year, and and when you left there, obviously. It was like a pass for being in the building. Yeah. I used to stick them on my books, and I still have some of these as oh, well. Oh, that'd be awesome. Let's get some pictures of yeah. those then. That's yeah. not classified. Yeah. That's, yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, Andy and I were discussing this uh, during the week because obviously we both own classic 911s, obviously, yeah. that, that fall under your classic scheme. But we weren't too sure really what Porsche Classic is as a kind of a concept. I think it's fair to say the concept is fairly new to the brand. It's almost like it wasn't until the 911 reached 50 years old. Porsche kind of 
woke up in a sense and realized well hang on a minute you know there are a million of these driving around the planet these 911s and yeah. other Porsches and um it once they've had their warranty after being a new car so three years down the line they just kind of disappeared to like the specialist network and whatnot yeah. so a, a lot of work has been done over the last decade to kind of rectify that which has been wonderful and certainly like when we came in today it was so awesome to see a 930 turbo in the showroom next to a yeah. new 718 next to a 993 turbo as well yeah. i know we're going to come in onto those a little bit later but so the scheme is kind of fairly new in the grand scheme of porsche but I suppose we would love to know kind of conceptually what is Porsche Classic. Hmm. There's, okay. there's five in the country, isn't there? Uh, Dublin, Glasgow, Hatfield, Leeds, Bournemouth yes. and Swindon. So that's actually and six. Swindon. So they're, Six now. Yeah, so they're yes. classic partners, but yes. there are 74 worldwide. Yes, but then there are, right. there are classic dealers of which there are only four worldwide. Yes, France, right. Norway, Netherlands. Yes, that's it. And Switzerland. And Switzerland, oh, yeah. Okay. So, right, yeah. I mean, yeah, we've, we've, we've asked a yeah. load of questions there. We'll let yeah. you ask yeah. one at a time. But so, yeah, what, what, what is Porsche Classic? So, Porsche, Porsche deem a car to be classic ten when it's the 10th anniversary of the last year of production. Okay. So, for example, 997, which is due to become a classic, probably towards the latter part of this year, early part of next year, the last year of manufacture of that model, was 2012 yeah so 2022 that will be deemed as a as a classic when porsche porsche announced it got you yeah so uh, currently anything from e1kn back is deemed as a deemed as a classic in in porsche's eyes yeah and i think i think you're right lee when you said that cars did fall away from the from the from the official network and i think porsche did and, and this is my own take on it i think porsche did recognize that and and, and did think to themselves you know hold on a minute we're boasting that 70 percent of the cars we've ever produced is still on the road today yeah but not doing anything about but, it but actually you, helping that yeah that's right and, and porsche are are hugely into keeping these cars on the road and encouraging them to be driven, and they're very proud of their heritage. So why would you not want to keep those coming back into the network? Yeah. And there are, you know, that there are so many people within the network that are enthusiasts of these cars. It's not just a job. Yeah. You know, you look at Nick, who's been here for 35 years, and myself that's been here for 21, Rod that's been here for 40, and every time a classic comes in, or any of these cars, whether it be modern or classic, it, you can't help but smile. Okay, so I think Porsche have very much made a conscious decision. We need to keep these cars coming back into the network because we love them, we're proud of them, and we've got the expertise to work on them. Yeah, so it's not it's not just a case of setting this up to be a money-making exercise. No. It's about the heritage and the history of of the brand and very, make it ensuring that goes forward. Yeah, very much so. And, you know, Porsche is, as you guys, I'm sure you guys will probably agree because you're Porsche owners. It is a proper community. Yeah. And I think Porsche, Porsche are, are that community. So, you know, it's not just a money-making exercise. Definitely not. You know, we are here to keep those cars on the road. Porsche, 
call it caretakers of dreams, don't we? Yeah. You know, which always makes me smile. And I'm sure that if I said that to people, they'd think I was full of cheese. But that's what we do. You yeah. know, we look after these cars. I look after the customers. Nick looks after the cars. And, you know, and, and we build those relationships and we, um, uh, and we encourage people to keep those cars on the road and keep driving them. So that's, that's the ethos of the classic center. What yes. does it actually mean in this center? So obviously Nick's been at, um, back at new road. Well, I think you started at new road way back when 35 years ago. Yeah. In um, and that's yeah. Ne- that was never a classic center, but now you've got this new site and you've managed to get classic, sorry, not classic center, classic partner status. Um, what does that mean to, you know, this building? How does it work? What, what's new? What's different to when you were at New Road? Okay, so uh, I'm very conscious that I'm doing all the talking. But I did say to you off there that I can talk the hind legs <laughs> off the donkey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so, we've um, got a big memory we've, we've, got, <laughs> we've got plenty of questions for Nick coming, so don't worry. <laughs> so what, what, it, what it means to us, I mean, for, firstly, it's a massive honour for us to, to, to have the, the accolade as a classic partner. You know, again, the same as Porsche, we're proud of our heritage and our history, having been a, a port and official centre since 1977. And we've always looked after quite a number of classics. And I think that's why, and we've done a lot of projects for Porsche and Porsche GB regarding classics. And I think that's why Porsche GB spoke to Porsche in Germany and said, look, we want to put these guys forward to be a classic. What that means in terms of, I guess, our day-to-day running of the business is that we ne- we are now dedicated. We've got dedicated people in the business yeah. for classic, mm-hmm. such as myself, front of house, and Nick and Aaron, who are our classic technicians. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we dedicate ourselves to those classic customers. Okay. Um, and we also offer some great benefits to, to classic, to classic owners as well. And classic, when you deal with classics, a lot of the time, it's not just a case of bringing a car in and having it serviced. The modern cars, they'll come in for service, the routine servicing, repairs, etc. It's not always that straightforward with classics. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a bit of background work that you need to do. Um, and some of the, some of these services are eight, nine hours long as well. So, yeah. you know, which keeps Nick busy in the workshop. <laughs> so do you work purely on classic now then, Nick? You don't get I involved in the newer stuff. Um, occasionally I work on new cars. Yeah. Very occasionally, but we've had so much classic work, um, to, to deal with. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've really worked on a new car this side of Christmas for certain um, it's been pretty solid, you know, and it's been really good fun. You know, it takes me back <laughs> and obviously we worked on classic cars before, yeah. but it was such a mixture of cars. It, it's nice to be more focused on to the, yeah, I guess cars. that's the big thing, isn't it? For this, the classic uh, partner is that you've got that focus. So yeah. you've got Nick working on the classic cars day in, day out, yeah, which definitely. is even though you've got 35 years experience, mm. it's keeping that experience fresh yeah. and it's, it's yeah. 
as you said, you've got new things happening um, that you hadn't seen before. So you're learning new stuff about the classics as well. Precisely. Yeah. 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 Mm. I'd also say, I mean, it's not all down to me in the workshop. Like we said, we've got Aaron, who's going to be on the classic side as well. Yeah. But we have other technicians like uh, Richard and Russell. Yeah. They've been here many years themselves. Um, So they get involved as well. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's... And... Other technicians used to 986s and your 987s. Yeah. They've got a lot of experience on those cars. Of course, yeah. So it's not all down to me. Yeah. It is. <laughs> so generally I get the, the 930 turbos because I have the most experience on those cars uh, compared to the others. So take us back to when you started 35 years ago. What cars were you first? What, I guess you were an apprentice here. And what cars were you working on? I wasn't actually an apprentice. You weren't, no, okay. I was fully no. qualified before I started. My here. word. Yeah, I think the first car I worked on was a 3.2 Carrera. Yeah. Um, with servicing and that. I uh, remember having a gearbox out of a Carrera, uh, the 915 gearbox, and doing a gearbox strip on it. And, yeah, it was, it was very good. But servicing back then, I remember... A 944 service, big major service. Yeah. It would involve steam cleaning the engine and touching in stone chips around the bonnet oh, and wow. the car. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. That is so cool. And I think just kind of bring it back to like the, the classic point that we mentioned. I think like the pennies certainly dropped for me just in the last 10 minutes. So like where, you know, you kind of, where you're a classic partner. So where you're customer facing, you put it out there and say, look, guys, we do classics bring them in, bring them in and you have capacity for it. So as you say, Nick, you're, you know, purely dedicated to classics or you've not touched uh, anything modern since Christmas. Yeah. And uh, again, as Andy kind of points out, whereas you met perhaps previously might work on a 993 and then, you know, say a 991.2 has come back in for something and then you're onto a Panamera or something. And then, you know, whereas now it's just classic, 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 and it reinforces your knowledge. Again, as Andy said, some new um, gremlins that crop up on these cars that may have not been there 20 years ago or identified are now happening and it just keeps you kind of fresh and it's that that specialism of your expertise that keeps you honed on that period that just I think is perhaps a comfort for customers because they go yeah you you get it you you know these cars inside out so I think yeah for me I kind of I feel like I now understand what classic is actually Mm. you know compared to before so but it's it's very easy just to put a a thing up against um, the on the front door isn't it it yes. says classic yeah. partner yeah well, and have a little space in the showroom to show a classic car but there's yeah, yeah there's depth behind yeah it. Yes. and that's it and i get that but i suppose and this what i wanted to say was your um you know equally by that measure you're only as good as the people that represent the brand and this is yeah. where i think you guys are evidently very good at because you've all been here since the dawn of time <laughs> clearly but you know that's that's important and that's surely integral to that classic concept or status you know yeah definitely Uh, what makes my life very much easier on a day-to-day basis is that is the confidence in nick and the other guys that are working on these cars and the knowledge they have yeah without that we don't have a classic center we can have the name above the door as you said andy but i wouldn't be confident in talking to customers about issues with their cars and what we're going to do to resolve those issues and fix those those items on the cars me and nick work very closely and you know i can go and ask nick questions he can relay the information to me and even we can get we get the customers in and and talk to nick 
um, face-to-face. Without that experience, we don't have a classic center. It just wouldn't work. Yeah. Mm. So we're very lucky to have that depth of experience that we've got. Absolutely. Yeah. What level of work do you, as a classic center, can you go to? So I know that you've done some restorations for was ten Porsche Boxsters you did for yeah that's right we a did. few years ago wasn't it yeah. um, in a, I know you've done a nine two four turbo yeah, yeah. Uh, but what's what do you feel is your yeah your level of service what what's your normal is it servicing or is it a, an engine restoration. rebuild or yeah does it go to full restoration what's what are the possibilities and what do you feel comfortable with I guess. Well, the work we, we've had in recently is being varied with yeah. uh, servicing, um, electrical problems, and uh, which have been great sorting that out. But we really take on anything that comes to us, you know. Um, if it needs, say, welding, for instance, we have a car out there that needed the oil pipes removing on a 930 turbo. The, then the car goes away to the body shop, yeah. gets repaired. And then we can finish off the work on it. Um, as, f- as far as a full restoration, they're normally a, a project. Yeah. If we we take one on, and we have been looking for a vehicle. Yeah. And considering yeah. doing a, a 911 at one point, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Which would Excellent. be a total strip down. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and we we'd be happy to do that for a customer. We'd be happy to do a full restoration. We've got, as you've heard, we've certainly got the knowledge. We've got yeah. the capability. Um, we've obviously got um, Paul Accident Repair, who are a Porsche-approved body shop, mm-hmm. literally just up the road. So we're very lucky in having them as well, very close by. So yeah, we we're we're very happy if a customer wanted it to to carry out a full restoration. And as Nick said, we you know we see varied work. Um, we've recently, or I say we, Nick's recently replaced a clutch on a, um, 79 Martini Championship Edition 911. Yeah. And then through Nick's expertise, and this is a good example of Nick's expertise, Nick spotted that the brake fluid was low in the brake fluid reservoir, but there were no external leaks. But this is something Nick's come across before. Once. So, <laughs> oh, but once, yeah. but he remembered it. Yeah, yeah. You know? He remembered it and um, he did some investigation and his hunch was right that actually the seals on the master cylinder were leaking and it was leaking brake fluid into the servo. Oh, so okay, you wouldn't, yeah. that's why you wouldn't see yeah, an external see leak. Yeah, well, yeah. And, so, then, and then the fluid sucks, sucks through the engine. Yeah. And yeah, you it could just be into all sorts of nastiness. Yeah. 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 yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So suddenly you're whizzing down the road in your lovely 79 Martini Edition um turbo um on full chat and suddenly you've got no brakes so yeah. that's not a good place to be that's not a good place blowing brake fluid out the exhaust <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. At all. and these cars don't well that age of car does don't need mot's now no that's right yeah is yeah quite it bl- scary it blows my yeah. mind it genuinely blows my mind surely if there's any car or any period of car that do need mot's it's the older ones that yeah. could have just been sitting around perishing for decades yeah you yeah. think oh, i'll go out for a sunday blast to goodwood or whatever it is and yeah you know and that's where you need your cars fully checked over because it's much the same as an mot when we mm. inspect a vehicle over yeah yeah you know um so it's it's worth looking after these vehicles absolutely protecting people's investments yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, definitely from, from your point of view nick as well you must 
prefer working on the older cars is it fair to say I, I could imagine being here as long as you did you would have had first dibs on you know do you want to be classic or, or not you know it sort of evolved my way I think it was obviously it's something I enjoy doing and it's what I wanted to do um but there's no sort of it's just sort of happened didn't it you know it was yeah yeah I, I think it, it was almost like natural progression really yeah, yeah. yeah. Nick was the obvious candidate Absolutely. You know, with somebody with 35 years experience why wouldn't he become our classic technician yeah. so it was almost a, it was almost a given yeah yeah, yeah. You know? and it's it's not like it's happened overnight we've been doing this for years yeah you know yeah. It, it it's it's just the, formalized it really isn't it, it? is yes. yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. it's um yeah it's just putting a name to it yeah. But where yeah. cars have evolved kind of quite substantially in a short space of time, I mean, even, you know, yeah. we're, we're just in a, a meeting room off the main showroom and, you know, we lose count of how many different model lineups that Porsche offer now. You know, we were discussing with the Taycan, was it a Sport Turismo or was it XYZ? You know, yeah. there's so many different. So, yeah. you know, we, we've expanded exponentially and the technology behind them has also expanded exponentially. That presents very different challenges for you as a, as a technician in the workshop because, you know, a Taycan is very different to a 944 oh, as an example to work yeah, on. So, you know, do you, do you prefer one over the other? I prefer the older cars, although I, I am trained on the newer cars as well. And a lot of the information that you get are using the system testers on the newer cars. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of information there when you plug them into Diagnose Vaults and then you can work with this quite easy in some way compared to the older cars where you've got to get meters out and test resistances and things like that yeah which obviously on occasions you do on the newer cars but with the pevis testers and that it points you in the right direction yeah so you know where you're looking yeah with yeah. the older stuff it's problem finding before it, problem solving isn't yes. it yeah yeah that's right yeah yeah excellent yeah, what, what um cars have you worked on lately of late so you say you've worked on a couple of 930 turbos what else has been in the in the classic, classic. bay of late oh we have a an early 928 yeah um with the cam belt off with oil leaks in the v of the engine so that's on the ramp now being worked on i got a huge reputation for being extremely complicated and yeah. scary to work on so that's interesting that you've got yeah. one of those in yeah so that, that's that's been good yeah uh we've had a 928 s4 yeah. which has had issues with running and the rear diff lock. Uh, 930 turbo, Rod, uh, John was just saying about. Yeah. 944, uh, where the headlight wouldn't adjust and to find that somebody just bonded the lamp in place. Finding all sorts of janky solutions. <laughs> yeah. why, why not fix it properly in the first place? Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, and yeah, so it's been such a very... Yeah. variation of cars coming in yeah and we're seeing so many more now and it's just nice to have two bays to put to work on to the cars it. one bay we have like a longer project sat there and then we go back to it yeah you know mm. when the work's been authorized yeah um yeah so it's, yeah it's great that you've got the space you you're so constrained space. last yeah in the yeah. last building yeah you? that's changed hugely yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. where uh good. where the kind of these cars have gone away from the network say a, a 30 year old car it's it's been new then you know fairly new and then it gets old and they slip out of the network historically the value kind of goes right down and then this classic kind of concept has come back into play so they're coming back home if you like 
you must have seen some fantastic bodge jobs from yeah. like you know <laughs> we're just like diy have a go heroes yeah. and stuff you know yeah um you get a car in and it may be in for like three or four faults and then we do an initial check over a vehicle health check and things come to light you know, we have a car in the guy didn't even realise he had central locking on it. Yeah. He, thought, <laughs> he, he thought it was just done with the door barrels and, yeah. and that, you know. So it's sort of highlighting to them what potential their car could have. Yeah. 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 Right, you know. Central yeah. locking, what, What's the, the worst repair you've come across so far? You know, sort of real janky repair that you've had to write. Well, recently it was this, the headlight that was just bonded together <laughs> um the 928 with the cambo i'm doing i had problems timing the uh front pulley up yeah. to the camshafts and it just wasn't making sense and i thought my knowledge had slipped where the firing <laughs> order was and it turned out that the front pulley was actually on the wrong way around <laughs> putting it like 45 degrees out <laughs> so when this was rectified it all makes sense um, but how somebody built it like that and timed it up yeah. to, to get it running obviously it had a repair yeah. elsewhere yes yeah is unbelievable but all, all, all yeah. these cars have stories i'm i'm sure i've mentioned this anecdote on the podcast before but a friend of mine um imported an irish green 912 from the states and it was advertised as a dry state car no rust whatever immaculate condition and whatnot obviously it's you know, 50 years old at the time and uh yes yeah, so we brought it over he noticed just a little bit of like rust bubbles of rust at the bottom of the b pillar took it to a body shop and you know how these things work with classics you take the rust away you find more yeah, and it just yeah. this, this problem just escalates from there and, and basically found out that the entire passenger side seal was just um like made out of banana boxes <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just they never knew you know it was advertised yeah dry state car no rust and you know it's he crazy, was absolutely it? fuming yeah. <laughs> did you know what I mean? all these cars yeah. have stories yeah they, they do yeah. they absolutely. do yeah. and we see some lovely stories nick's been working on a 993 um carrera s which is quite a rare car yeah um and it is actually quite a rare car because this one's oak green and Ooh, it may be the lovely. only carrera s 993 in that color that was brought into the uk possibly yeah but we used to look after this car many years ago and then it disappeared and we've not seen it for a number of years for a number of years and then about six weeks ago i received a phone call from a gentleman who um, asked me if I remember the car and he gave me the registration number and I said, I know exactly that car. And it turns out that um, the current owner, his dad owned the car previously, but unfortunately his dad passed away a few years ago and the car got sold. And this guy was regretted, always regretted that the car was sold, managed to track it down, found it in the Isle of Man and contacted the owner and said, told him the story and said, I'd like to buy the car yeah. and bought the car back. Now Brilliant. owns that car and has now bought it back into us for us to look after. And Brilliant. Nick's now oh, working on the car again. Yeah. It's a lovely story, isn't it? Yeah, that, that is awesome. awesome. Really yeah. good. And on that car, he's had some uh, alarm issues and it had the early 90s where cars had to be Thatcham approved. Oh, no, yeah. and that. And it's got one of these uh, PA2000 on it, alarm yeah. system. Um, there's not much information on this, but I've actually been on the training courses and have all the original notes. Yeah, fantastic. When we used to fit these, because yeah. we used to fit these on PDI when the cars were new. So they so, were like dealer fit. So p- people could insure their vehicles because yeah, yeah. they weren't allowed to take them unless these systems were fitted. So 
it's great having the notes and everything to be able to yeah. rectify the problems yeah, he had with it. Dust off the notes. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's um, sort of the servicing side of things. What about part supply? Um, you know, what, what advantages do you have as a classic uh, partner with part supply? Yes, I think in, in general, Porsche, Porsche do advertise the fact that the number of classic parts that are available is increasing yeah. as the days and weeks go by and months go by. It's amazing how much stuff is available because yeah. I, I don't think I've found anything for my 993 and I've replaced quite a few bits. Yeah. I've not found anything that I can't get yet. No, no. That, which that, is amazing. Yeah, there are some parts that aren't available, but generally there are, you know, most parts are available. Yeah. What we have the advantage of is that if the part's not available, as a classic partner, I can make an application to the factory in Germany and ask, tell them that we're looking for a specific part for a specific car and ask them if they can supply one. And if they can't, in some instances, they can make that part for us. Wow. Okay. Have you had any instances of that lately? I've you know, some had, particular parts that you... Well, interestingly, um, there was a gentleman that needed a steering rack for a 993. Yeah. And couldn't get the part. So I made an application to uh, to the factory who told me that they could provide one. Uh-huh. Um, we didn't actually provide it in the end. Um, the customer decided that he he found somebody that could refurbish his current steering rack. Yeah. But we could have got hold of that steering rack for him. Okay. So we do have that that facility to be able to apply to to, to the okay. factory. That's yeah. good to distinguish between yeah classic and, and non classic yes. in that regard. You know yeah. that that is massive to be yeah. honest. Yeah. And also what Porsche have done cleverly is on their electronic parts catalogue. As and this is this applies for every port official centre across the globe. If you look up classic a classic part, if it's not available, it comes up on the electronic parts catalogue. But it comes up on a on a with a box that says if this part was available, would it sell? So that way, Porsche can then keep a track on what there is demand for. Uh, of course. Yeah, so yeah. that's how they're then producing more and more classic parts because they so see the demand. The need, the demand yeah. for yeah, yeah, great. And, and a great example of something that you would never think was available is that we've had a nine five nine in which Nick's been been doing some work on yeah. recently, and it may have needed a windscreen. It doesn't, but it may have needed a windscreen. Yeah. I looked up to see if there was a windscreen available. I can get a windscreen for that car. Brilliant. From the factory in Germany, they only made three hundred nine five nines. Yeah, and I can still get a windscreen for one. Yeah, mm. um, I heard the story on the tires of that nine five nine. So I believe you know, hist well, internet mythology says that a nine five nine tire is millions of pounds, and that you know <laughs> you're never going to replace them because they're particular sizes. Because the tire, the wheels have got a, a bead. Thing on them, yeah. I'm not, I'm not it's sure. What the they call That's it. Yeah. What yeah. Denlock. So yeah, the mythology is that they're like hen's teeth made out of gold. Um, but yep. tell us the story. Well, well, for anybody who owns a nine five nine, they are okay. So <laughs> and, they, and I can only get them. No, just, so, <laughs> <laughs> so you need to come to me. No, yeah, seriously. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right, Andy. That yeah, um, I spoke to the owner of the car. Um, and he said that he'd been told all sorts of stories that tyres were £800 each, £1,200 each, etc., yeah. etc. Um, 
some people even said, oh, you won't ever be able to get these. They've got this special Denlock yeah. um, bead on them, etc. You'll never get them. So the owner asked me if I could find out. So I spoke to our tyre supplier and they're available and they were £180 plus of that each. <laughs> which is incredible yeah. yeah so and um yeah so i i spoke to the spoke to the owner and, and told him and i think his uh his reply was what <laughs> so yeah <laughs> with a few so, f expletives yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. as well so, yeah. yeah so there was all these stories that you've been told and you were thinking oh my god it's going to cost me yeah, an yeah. absolute fortune to put tires in this car simply not the case what i would like to say is those tires are actually worn out rather than too old <laughs> yes yeah, yeah. yeah and they were worn out yeah, yeah they were yeah. worn out because he does use it yeah he does use it however the windscreen for the car was four thousand eight hundred pounds plus Ouch. the vat so you, know, so you never <laughs> yeah, know yeah, yeah. but yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's a, a great story what well, um what i like as well just on like the the classic part side of things and again this is kind of as, as a global thing centrally from porsche germany is they are reintroducing some parts that they stopped making through uh, modern technology, i.e. 3D printing, yes. which again, just in terms of like that breadth of availability is awesome for the enthusiast. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, fan- it's fantastic. You know, if you, can, if you can buy the parts that are made specifically by the manufacturer for these cars, then why would you not? You yeah. know? And, and pe- people's, people's expectation is that genuine parts are going to be expensive. Absolutely. I, I always beat the drum, don't I? You do. Continuously saying, like, if there's a recommendation or, you know, just ask the Porsche Centre how much that part is because yeah. you'd be surprised. You'd probably normally beat everybody else and you yeah. know it's the genuine article. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, always ask. There are there are some stuff that's not. I mean, I brought some great discs the other day yeah. that were a great price and not genuine, but that's the way you've got to shop around a bit haven't you yeah, sometimes yeah but, uh, absolutely but you don't know. discount don't discount you guys for sure no certainly not you know we the genuine parts are of are of a great quality they've been manufactured by Porsche with the correct materials to be used on these on these cars and the amount of conversations that I've had with customers who have said, who have asked for a price on a part and have, and have said to me, wow, that's, that's not as expensive as, as I thought it yeah, was going to yeah. be. I or mean, I've had a quote for a non-genuine part and you're actually cheaper. Yeah. Plus also a benefit of us being a classic partner is that, and I'm, and, and excuse the plug here, but if you're a member of the Porsche classic register, yeah, you you're entitled to 15% discount off of parts where the margin allows and the margin allows on most parts. So that's all parts. Say I, cause I haven't joined yet. I keep mini to John. You need to. Yes. You need to. Um, you definitely need to. So all parts on the 993 would be covered under that 15% yeah. if the margins there, yeah, absolutely. not just the classic parts that are, that are in the classic catalog. No, so no. if you're if you're if you're a member of the classic register, yeah, which is free to sign up, yeah, and and, a, and but you need to sign up through a Porsche Center, mm-hmm. then you will receive fifteen percent discount off of parts. And um, what else does that um, give you? The classic so, register, the plates around. That's why I signed. Yeah, up. The, yeah, exactly. yeah, free, free, free plates, plates around. around. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. number so plates you, around. Yeah, so you get the number of classic number plates around. You get 
a uh, once a year you receive an edition of the Originale magazine, which is a lovely hardback magazine that Porsche produced for their classic owners. Yeah. Uh, you also receive a lovely little membership pack as well. And you're entitled to four free washes with your Porsche Center, if you wish. Although a lot of classic owners love to clean their own cars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, you can get f- uh, free nitrogen fill of your, for your tires. And what we've also done as a classic partner is we've also set up a preferential labor rate for those owners that are part of the classic register um, register. Okay. Now that's not something you get through becoming a classic register member, yeah. but we've decided as a classic partner that we would do that for as, our, for our, for, for this center. For this center. What, okay. um, just touching on like uh, parts availability and that pricing as well. So about two weeks ago, I popped into the center, John, you and I were chatting away. We we're doing a video for some air cooled turbos, which we'll yeah. bring out shortly. And, uh, I'd, I'd previously to that kind of tried to tip the internet upside down to find an early Porsche Crest that I want for my 996. Yeah. And I first spotted it on Singer's ACS. And I thought, that's quite cool. Yeah. The early badge with the different kind of script and the stripes yeah. are orange rather than red. And I thought, well, the orange would go quite nicely with the amber indicators oh, on yeah, my car. Yeah, yeah. See where you're going. So yeah, I tried to find something on the internet. Couldn't really find a lot. And then John and I were standing next to a soft window target that the guys have got here in the showroom. Absolutely stunning thing. Uh, 911s slate gray it's soft window find another one sort of thing you know and uh had the early early crest on the bonnet and i said to john i'd love one of them i just need to try and find one and john said well i can get you one (laughs) i was like really genuinely i was like incredulous any case so you know i've ordered one it's um it's on route you messaged me the price and you said obviously with your classic discount as well which i totally forgot about to be honest i forgot i was on the register um but like how awesome and and it's not you know it's not a crazy price like, at no. all, you know? No. Yeah. So it's like, that's really cool. And then like in that moment, you understand like the merit behind, I think just generally Porsche realizing that these cars have so much history behind their products and, and, and availability of products for those are really, really, really important. Yeah. Yeah. Very much. So. You know, how do you become a classic uh, register? What's it called? Classic register. Yeah. So uh, member classic register member. Yeah. So it's very simple. Um, you contact your um, your preferred Porsche centre. Which is Bournemouth, of course. Which, is, of course, is Bournemouth. <laughs> there are other centres out there. <laughs> um, but obviously Bournemouth. Um, and simply, if you've got a car that... If you've got a car that, that, is, that is eligible for a classic, so as I said, anything up to 996 and E1KN is eligible to become a classic... Um, you simply name, address, telephone number, email address, registration number of the car, and I can sign you up. It's free to sign up. Mm. That's it. So as, as an owner, you just have to provide me with those details and do nothing else. Yeah. Sit back and, and wait for the membership pack to come through through the door. Right, we'll do that um, in a minute and, then, John. And, and that's <laughs> it. Yeah. Um, you get an email regarding your GDPR preferences, good old GDPR oh, yeah, world. Yeah. So you have to have that. That's legality now. But other than that, there's mm. literally nothing else to do. Excellent. What's, um, um, wait wait uh, for the influx, John. What's, awesome. it, what's it like having 
old cars or they're not old they're classic classic cars back in the showroom because we've spoken about like the, the servicing side and whatnot but you know in selling these cars again i mean it was so good from a customer enthusiast yeah. point of view to walk in today and see that 993 turbo sitting there yeah and there's a 930 turbo, 930 yeah. turbo here as well, as well. Yeah. five speed 89 but you know from yeah. from your kind of point of view to to be selling them i mean that is awesome well it it is amazing to have those cars here to be able to sell and you know from nick's perspective the 903 turbo nick's fully prepared that car yeah. right through that car um serviced it etc so i guess really for, for for both of us sat in this room today it's it is a joy really i think nick gets a lot of pleasure from working on the cars and preparing to really high standard and then to have them sat in the showroom and to be able to talk to talk to customers about those cars and see them sat there, um, yeah, it just well every time I see one in the showroom, I can't help but smile. It doesn't matter, you know. Twenty one years later, and I know Nick's. You know, I, I can't speak for Nick, but I yeah. see the joy that it brings him as well. It's just fantastic. Well, we had a car club event on Sunday, and with the old cars sat in the showroom, and we had some old customers come in that we haven't seen for years. Yeah. Because they're from a different region. And Jason, sales manager, was in his office. And it was like going back 20, 30 years. <laughs> yeah. It really was. Yeah, it yeah. was with, yeah. with the customers, the old cars. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it really took us back. It's brilliant yeah. to get the, the old cars actually in the showroom, isn't it? I mean, when we did yeah. our Nine Works event yeah. here. Yeah. When was that? What? October. October. October yeah. Fried eggs and friends. And we had yeah. the whole array from... What did we have? A, well, downstairs, a, yeah, it was fully classic from long bonnet to yeah, we went um, all the way around. Seven, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. brilliant. It just was. to have all of that, yeah, that history, uh, uh, and and it is fantastic. And you know the, I think the the classic Porsche market is ever growing. Yeah, and there are people out there that want to buy these cars. They either want to put them in the collection, or We've got somebody that's interested in a 993 Turbo. I think he's going to drive it every day. Really? Awesome. Yeah. You know, he, he, you know, yeah. he wants something. He wants something a bit special. He's going to wants maybe drive it every day. Um, the 903 Turbo we've got is done twenty three thousand miles from new. Well, yeah. it's good good to hear people that do want to um, not just buy it because it's twenty three thousand and they want to then put it in a garage. Yeah, it's almost yeah. just yeah. It's like okay, I'm going to buy something. I'm mm. going to buy it twenty three thousand miles because it's got it's got a hundred thousand miles of you know use yeah. in front of it. Yeah. It's almost like buying yeah. a new old car, isn't mm. it? And yeah. actually using it rather than sticking it in the garage. Yeah, it it's is. good to hear it, that. It, it is. You know, we. I love those. I love all the cars, and people have them for various for varying reasons. Some people yeah. want to keep them pristine and in a garage etc etc there are those customers that want to use them every day we and porsche encourage those cars to be driven every day or Or not every day but used on a frequent basis and i think that brings around what what the classic partner is it enables that to happen doesn't it yeah it does so it enables that guy that wants to buy that 993 he can feel comfortable Mm -hmm. that he's got somewhere that he can take it and he can get all the parts for it um exactly get it serviced and we prepare those so the classic cars that that we sell we prepare them to the same standard that we would prepare on used 
modern right. used so cars. Yeah. yeah, that's something I really wanted to touch on. So yeah. that is it the same like 111 or 130 point check? Yeah, so we we don't do a 111 point check. There is no 111 point check sheet for a classic. However, with Nick's experience, he does almost do like a 111 point check, but just without that check sheet, if you like. Yeah. Because obviously the technology is very different as well. Yeah, as, yeah. As yeah. Nick, and again, I'm talking too much and Nick should maybe be answering this question. <laughs> it's not a 111 point check, it's a 35 year check. <laughs> yeah, that's more like it, yeah. I think yeah. for the number of years that we have been checking vehicles over and doing 111 point checks, when you get a car in, you start inside, you work around the vehicle and especially if it's a car that's been sold on again, you check every switch, every button, and make sure it operates. Does what it should do, yeah. And does what it Mm. should do. Yeah. Are they sale or return, or or do you buy the car and then sell it? The uh, the cars we have at the moment are sale or return. Yeah. Uh, I believe we do have a car coming in that we are purchasing for ourselves to sell on. Um, which will be thoroughly hmm. checked over. But in, in either in either regard, you're putting your name to it. So it's crucial, isn't it, that there is a, a level of kind of quality. And as you say, you have to know everything works or you have to know the car inside out because if somebody's going to come in and ask you questions on the car because you're selling it, you have to know the answers, you know. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So I'd say we just check the car over and sort of treat it like your own car. Yeah. You know, how would you want that car to be if you were picking it up? Mm. You know, so we try to find everything that's wrong with it and put it right. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. And, and, you know, and let's, let's talk frankly, these cars are at the higher end of value, I guess, aren't they? Mm. Yeah. You know, you're not, you're not buying a car for 800 quid here, are you? You know, so, yeah. you know, and it, and it's, and it, and some of these, because of the age of these cars, we said some of these cars now don't need MOTs. Yeah. You don't know what you might be buying. Mm. And that's why, and you're right, Lee, that we put our names to these cars. So we want them to be prepared to the highest of standards so that we've got the confidence to sell them and hopefully give those potential buyers the confidence that we know what we're looking at. Yeah. Nick knows what he's looking at. We're preparing them to a, to a really, really high standard. Mm. There's, you know, there's lots of different places that you can buy classic cars, and there's different strokes for different folks. Isn't of course, there? there are. Yeah, um, there's going to be guys that want to buy at the at a more budget constrained level. Yes, um, yeah. and there's somewhere else for them to buy that. But this is the more the higher budget, I'd say. Um, I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. But there's no wrong or right place to buy a car. It depends on, on your circumstances. Well, yeah, it yeah, it doesn't matter whereabouts you are on the um, on that kind of playing field. It's And we always say to people on the podcast, Andy, don't we, that regardless of your scenario, you should always buy the very best car you can. Yes. You know, just to, to yeah. save on bills down the line. And kind of, yeah, where, where you find you fit into that is kind of down to the individual. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right that, that you know, it's horses for courses, let's say, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. There's you know? no right or wrong. No, we're not. We're not. We're not here scenario. preaching that you should only buy buy a classic car from from these guys here. No, definitely, but, def- yeah, definitely not. It's def- a great to show to see and hear that there's there's um, great experience and passion in in this centre um, for classics. Yeah. Mm, mm. yeah. 
Yeah, and I think it fights the the stigma that's perhaps circled on Porsche centres generally in the past, whereby because inside in the showroom it's full up of lovely 992s or 991s when they were new, some, you know, a, a classic enthusiast with a 924, for example, might yeah. feel reticent to walk into a centre because maybe they feel like they don't quite belong. Whereas now I feel like the tide has turned completely and it's almost like if somebody turns up with a 924 or whatever it is, classic, yeah, they're, they're it's just like, man, that is cool. Yeah. That is seriously cool. Yeah. And it's like, welcome yeah. them in, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, th- there is, and I think there always has been, and it's not just in the motor industry. It's not just been with Porsche. It can be with other industries as well. That when you, when you are, if I don't really know how to put it as an official center, let me put it this way as an official center, people have had a tendency to have a certain perspective on us. Yes. Almost like, almost like official centers have got a certain kind of arrogance. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Or it's quite daunting to, to walk, walk in. into, yeah. to, to a building like this. In, in another scenario, I'm into cycling and there's a cycling shop, fairly local to here which i always thought sold high-end bikes etc and i was always really worried about walking in there i thought i wouldn't fit i think they'd look down at me etc etc when i walked into that place it was completely different yeah they were cycling enthusiasts and that's what we're trying to get across with us yeah is that we are genuine porsche enthusiasts we love these cars we love talking to owners we we haven't got that air of arrogance. We, we we love to see all the cars. Doesn't matter of the age, the model, etc. If it's got that Porsche badge on it, bring it in. Come and have a chat. Come and have a coffee. Yeah, don't feel afraid. Don't feel afraid. And I think to come that goes us. back to when we had our um, session with John uh, Sullivan, the dealer principal, that he really wanted to push that. Um, mm. And I think we learned that a lot when we had the nine works event here. Um, there was a lot of people that came along that had not even stepped foot in a Porsche center yeah. before yeah. and felt that they weren't worthy, but yes. they, you know, they enjoyed that day. And I know a few of those have actually yeah. you know, built relationships. Yeah. With Porsche mm. centers since. Have, yeah. So yeah, yeah, let's break down yeah. those barriers. And- Which is a great thing. Great thing to see. Mm. Cause as I said, you know, we're just normal people that have a passion for, for Porsche. Absolutely. We're just lucky enough that, we get to come in and see these cars every single day of the week. Yeah. Well, apart from weekends, obviously. <laughs> sometimes yeah. we're weekends as well. As well. But, you, know, uh, you know, and they make us smile every day. So, Well, look, on that note, we'd better let you guys go. Um, we, we've done nearly an hour, and I hope you're not going to charge wow. us the hourly rate, Nick, for your time this morning. <laughs> as a classic Can we put the discount on it? Yeah. Classic yeah. discount. Excellent. <laughs> That'll be up to my manager. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for your time today. Yeah. Yeah, no John guys. Piper, Nick Perry, thank you so yeah. much. Thanks thank very much. Thank you. Well, the guys promised us that we wouldn't leave until we understand what Classic is. I don't know about you, I now fully understand it, but also I really appreciate it as well. Yes, absolutely. It was um, it's quite an insight, wasn't it? To, yeah. It's a lot about the people, really. Definitely, definitely. It's the people and how their knowledge and how that knowledge... Uh, they gained it over the years, but how they've got access to more knowledge if they need it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was real good insight. Yeah. I think it'd be interesting to see how the kind of template is replicated elsewhere. Yeah. I think you and I know, obviously, it's our local Porsche Centre, but Bournemouth are quite lucky that they have so much uh, longevity of um, service and Very expertise true, yeah. at the centre. There's a lot of people there that have yeah. worked at the centre for a lot of years, which is great. Um 
you know, other centres that perhaps don't have that. I'd be interested to see how that fits in with like the classic template because you are only as good as the people as the workforce essentially. Um, So if everybody's been there five minutes, again, there's some things that Nick was saying where, you know, he picked things up on certain cars 10 years ago and he remembers certain nuances about models. His little black book. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. But that's, that's, you know, it's so valuable. It's invaluable. Yeah. Yeah, I still want to see some pictures of these black books. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So it was a real privilege to kind of sit there with Nick for a little bit and John as well, you know. So thanks to the guys at Porsche Centre, Bournemouth for that. Of course, a classic partner. Staying classic themed, I think we should talk about our own classic cars, Andy. Absolutely. So last time I saw yours, it looked like a spacecraft or certainly a hovercraft. Because it, had, <laughs> it still looks it, like it. It had no wheels and it was high up in the air. So yeah, it's got no suspension at all on it. So every single bit of the suspension is off. All the link arms, all the subframe parts, front and back. Um, so yeah, it's it's bare underneath. It, yeah. Uh, so much access to the engine and gearbox. It's just crazy. <laughs> you can get to everything at the moment. Yeah. Um, and the amount of stuff that's under that car is just mad i don't know if you saw that picture of it all laid out yeah um so yeah i've got quite a mammoth task of getting all that cleaned up and refinished <laughs> and all the parts replated i've got so many nuts and bolts that are going to go to the platers yeah uh, so yeah it's going to look good it's great i love the fact that you're doing it yourself as well as obviously only you would but um uh, something that i remember you said to me the other day yeah everything came off like with ease i think there was only like one bolt or two, two bolts two bolts that, okay um yeah caused any issue Every, everything un, undid it apart from those two bolts like just you know no crazy force no need for heat brilliant um, put a pot, little bit of ice blaster on everything before i started yeah that stuff seems to i don't know if it works but it, you know maybe it helped um uh, but yeah just had two bolts one was a little m6 bolt that holds one of the abs sensors on that sheared off uh, but i've drilled that out and retapped it and then one of the bolts that holds the not the master yeah the master cylinder on at the front and um, that broke off um so i've had to drill and tap that again yeah but yeah, yeah that's it amazing how well that car's been kept over the years yeah it is and and those those incidences with those bolts, that's the difference between something being a couple of hours or three days <laughs> in terms yeah, of like absolutely. the job job yeah. length, you know, so. Oh yeah, if I'd hit, I don't know, you'd probably average 10 bolts that are a nightmare out of those 100, 10%. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It would have been a totally different story. I would have been, no knuckles left. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you contrast that with mine. It's, I, I reckon 80% of bolts like at least need heat on them. Right. Um, it's just, it's a bit of a nightmare to be honest with you. Yeah. And, and it, again, it just adds so much time to, to any job. Yeah. Um, and again, you and I spoke about this when we were in the car the other day, like off mic, the, despite the 993 being older, um, than, than obviously nine, 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 six and seven. Yeah. It, it's just the propensity to rust is so, much less yeah i think um there's lots of bits on the 996 and they, maybe the 997 where they maybe didn't plate them as well as mm. um on the 993 and then that maybe they're mixed materials yeah steel on alley perhaps, there's a lot yeah they shouldn't have done so yeah 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 going back to those coolant pipes on the 997 that was a bit of a sort of design issue definitely yeah 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 design flaw but it just highlights like the 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 build quality of the air-cooled stuff like genuinely you know yeah um it was yeah i was rather jealous to see how how easy (laughs) that came yeah 100 percent. yeah yeah so i've got um lots to do got all of as i said all the parts are going off to be plated 
Um, all the suspension arms are going to clean all of those up. A lot of those are fairly new anyway. And then I think I'm going to get those refinished with a Cerakote finish, mm -hmm. which is the finish they use on guns. Uh, same finish that I've got on my fan housing. It's like a ceramic uh, coat that can that's quite thin, so it doesn't doesn't give you any issues as far as putting it all back together. Yeah, um, but is really protective and and looks really bloody nice. Oh, I like it, Andy. Yeah. So fastidious, so oh, fastidious, yeah. well, mate. I'm, I'm a bit worried. Am I going to make it too good that I won't want to drive it? So I, don't, I promised myself that I'm not, you know, not going to be that person. Yeah, 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 they are for driving. I'm, I'm sure you're not like that anyway. Mm. Yeah, it's just a bit of a difficult one, isn't it? You, you sort of think, oh, should I go out today? I've done all that work and then should you mess it up? Yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah. yeah, no, do it, mate. Get out. Get out and drive, as uh, somebody once said. Yeah. Well, I've got um, Ice Blaster Man coming uh 12th of march yeah do the underside so he's gonna clean all the um underside of the car up all the gearbox engine underneath so give that you know give that 25 years of muck all blasted off yeah see this is like a relatively new thing yeah just the last couple of years it seems to be sort of gaining momentum uh i think it's getting bigger over in the u.s um seen quite a few videos about it um few people over here have had it done i think um phil at driftworks has had his 964 done there's a video on youtube um about it and it, it's pretty bloody clever it's expensive mm. um but the way that it works it actually blasts the dirt off it doesn't blast off you know you can be be quite um what's the word precise with it I'd okay say. so you can tailor it to just take the dirt off and not take off the cosmoline yeah or you can go all the way and take the cosmoline off so you can you can vary the amount of force and it's pretty clean um because what you're basically blasting it with is ice mm. the ice evaporates into a gas as soon as it hits the item um and then knocks off the dirt so all you get is actually the dirt you don't get mm. like blast media going into your garage full of yeah. like, yeah, loads mm. of sand or whatever. Mm. So yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's awesome that, that, you know, matey boys come into you, yes. but you know, rather than you having to go into sit in, you know, like a garage in Coventry or whatever it is mm. for, for the day. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's awesome. You know, comfort of your own home. You don't need to go anywhere. You can <laughs> comfort of the own garage. Yeah. That's Coventry it. But yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, knowing you, you'll, you'll hang around for a chat and stuff, but you yeah. know, if, if, if you need to, if needs must, and you need to crack on with other things, I quite like the idea. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I love a service when they come to you. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> so much easier. Excellent. Yeah. Mate, that's really good. Really good. Your, yeah. um, your wheels are changing color. I know you're, you're, you're keeping, yeah, you're pretty guarded hopefully. on that. Um, yeah, costs are mounting up as I go through. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's see how we get on. Yeah, yeah. It was funny because uh, John Piper at Bournemouth, who we just spoke to, like obviously he's been speaking to your wife in the run up to Christmas. Yeah. You just gave Sarah a list of parts and said, call Porsche Centre Bournemouth. So Sarah's been liaison with John. I think that's so awesome. So yeah, yeah I can very well imagine the price list has, uh, has ramped up significantly. Yeah, and talk about service from Porsche Bournemouth. Um, Sarah forgot to go and pick them up. And I think it was the day before Christmas Eve. Yeah. And um, she was like, all oh, right, I must go and get those tomorrow. So she rang John and said, well, we're closed. And she had meetings all afternoon, so I couldn't get out. She was like, oh, what am I going to do? Mm -hmm. They actually personally delivered those parts from 
Porsche Bournemouth down to my house in really? Port. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Amazing. Yeah. yeah so Did they turn up on a sleigh or? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Father Christmas arrived. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it could have been Father Christmas because he was on top of a 993 at that <laughs> oh, time. That's true, yeah. <laughs> Forgotten about yeah. that. Um, that's so good. So, when can people uh, expect to see your lovely 993 out and about again? Uh, I think it's going to be late April. Okay. Yeah. If I keep banging on. Yeah. I've excellent. Got to keep at it, though. It's. Yeah, otherwise it could be one of those ones that slips into months. Yeah. <laughs> keep, on it, so. keep the spanners turning, Andy. Yeah, keep absolutely. the spanners turning. Yeah. Uh, it's quite, yeah, I'm sort of going out doing, even, even if it's just a little half an hour each day, sort of keeps things motoring along. So, Chipping away. Yeah, just keep at it, as they say. Love it, mate. Yeah. How Love about you? Very you've good. been busy with, well, you've, you've got plans impending, I believe. Yeah. So, um, I went and picked up some seats, Andy, at last. And I know Woo! you're, yeah, you, you chastise those seats just as much as I do in the 996. They really are terrible. Um, and I've actually thought, well, what can I do with my 996 seats once I whip them out the car? And I've actually yeah. decided I'm going to give them to the SAS because, um, at the end of SAS selection, they have that like mental 24 hour, 48 hour period where yeah. they make you sit in really uncomfortable positions, blaring white noise into your head. And then they do that like beasting interrogation against you. Mm-hmm. So if I give the seats to the SAS, people can sit in them and that will be the uncomfortable position ticked <laughs> off for like 24 hours. So, uh, Poor yeah, exactly. Yeah. So if yeah, you're, yeah, if I'm you're. Glad. I'd say yes to anything. Yeah. Actually, in those. Exactly that. Exactly that. So, yeah, if you if you work for the MOD and you're based in Hereford, give us a shout. Let us know. <laughs> happy happy for the seats to go to a good cause. But yeah, I bought some nine nine seven sports seats. Well, actually, it's nine eight seven. They came out of a, um, a box store, I believe. Yeah. Um. So I went up to a scrapyard. I don't know about you. I love a scrapyard, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah, they're brilliant. Well, they're not as good as they used to. They're be, not as like. good as it used to be. Yeah, you, you can't you can't put things in your pockets anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually walked out of a scrapyard. I think I had a. I think it was a, a clutch cable. Yeah. And I had it down one leg, going up, and then down the other leg, down <laughs> in my jeans really? to walk that it out. Amazing. Like, with <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that is so good. Yeah, we've all tried to have a few bits away. And and to be fair, I think they know the rules as well as we do. Yeah. If, it, if it ain't bolted down, it's fair game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know why. I, I really like scrapyards. But in any case, yeah, they, they are very changed. But there's a scrapyard in Wigan that just um, just deals with like Porsches, essentially. Yeah. I don't know too much about them. Um, Douglas Valley, they're, they're called. But oh, yeah. Um, yeah, chat to the guy. Apparently, they've been there 30 years dealing with Porsches. Yeah. There was a load of transaxle cars there, a couple of air-cooled 911s, but the rest was all like, um, you know, early water-cooled 911 Boxster. Yeah. Cayman scenario. But yeah, the seats are, uh, you know, they, they look mint, to be honest with you. No rips or tears. They're blue, so they match my interior. Porsche crested headrests. Um, so yeah. Smart. Yeah, so that's it. So I've... Uh, have you sat in them and made broom broom noises? I have, yeah, yeah. I had, yeah, hands out, pretending I'm on the steering wheel and whatnot. <laughs> um, yeah, check the connections underneath. The wiring's possible. It's a little bit fiddly. So the yeah. car's booked in with um, Scott at Barnsport. Cool. He's been on the pod before, so he's going to kind of sort all of that out. Yep. It's only the backrest is um, electric. The the base is mechanical, but oh, I, that's I, cool. I like that, to be honest. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know what it's like. It's all very well having a fully electric seat, but when you've got a dog that's impatiently trying to hop into the car yeah. and you're just sliding the seat back at like five millisecond, yeah. it's, um, yeah, it's a bit silly. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting them in, to be honest with you, which would be really nice. But awesome. um, it, yeah, they've got that's airbags. It's going to make a big difference to your car. 
Yeah, it will. I mean, yeah. I've, I've said before on, on my YouTube videos that seating is so underrated when it comes yeah. to choice of any, any sports car. It's where you spend all your time. Yeah. And, and again, as we know, they've never quite perfected that in the 996, sports seats or non-sports seats. And the 997 is a really nice kind of natural upgrade. Yeah. Um, a lot of people go for Recaro pole positions, of course, um, which are fine. But I tried them when Paul had his CSR. Yeah. 996 and i just felt that the seat still sat too high so you it actually knocked off the top of the clocks you couldn't see oh, okay straight ahead of you like the steering wheel got in the yeah. way so um yeah and not, they're fixed as well aren't they? So yeah that's it so that's away that bit of practicality definitely yeah, definitely so go there. yeah so it's nice to kind of stay at oem and retain that oem quality i think yeah so yeah look for they're still in the back of the cayenne look forward to whipping them in um but yeah en route i called in at charade oh yeah because you had to go all the way up to wiggins so yeah, Wigan. Wigan. Yes, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it was, a, it was an interesting interesting road trip for the day. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so called in at Charade, who, of course, are running the competition. Yes. That we've yeah. done on this very podcast. So, yeah, very exciting. It wouldn't be prudent to reveal the winner just yet. Okay. So we'll, we'll keep... Keeping that yeah. tension going. Yeah, exactly. So if you're listening at home, stay tuned. Hopefully next week we'll be able to reveal that. But awesome. the winner has been decided... Cool. And I think it's just a case at the moment of, of kind of sorting out measurements and stuff. But okay, Steve was sure blown. Yeah, and, and that's it. But Steve was blown away by the amount of entries we had. And to be honest, it's amazing. And the quality. So was I. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much to everybody. Uh, it's just uh, awesome. It was brilliant, Andy. And, you know, some people used the, the template that you'd found, which was yeah. awesome, of the blank boxster to, to work their magic on. Some people actually drew the car first and then drew the livery on the car. Yeah. Again, just like amazing, amazing effort from everybody. So if you entered, thank you for that we'll reveal the winner next week with any luck yeah um and yeah keep people updated as to how that livery is getting on so um, how did the car look i've seen it, a couple of pics honestly andy it looked amazing so, so yeah, it's got the base color on it's got the ruby yeah, stone so ruby stone is on um the body and all panels are done when i got to charade they were like flatten it back essentially at that yeah. time flat and polish it looked, I mean, I love Ruby Stone. I don't know about you. I yeah. think it's such a cool color. Um, I knew it would look good. It looks even better than I imagined. Yeah. It's absolutely stunning. And they've gone with like genuine Ruby Stone. The new Ruby Star is a slightly different shade. Oh, it's, it? it's e yeah, it's ever so slightly lighter. Okay. Um, it's a bit more pink, pink, whereas the old one's a bit more kind of purple, purple. I yeah, suppose. Yeah, yeah. So the, the 986 is the old kind of 964. Yeah. spec color lovely and yeah it, it just it looks stunning yeah, look, actually thinking about it seeing those pics it did look quite deep deep you know yeah, yeah a lot of depth to yeah. it yeah yeah i remember ruby stone i guess yeah, yeah yeah so um it it honestly it looks absolutely stunning and to be honest i've always said that yeah that that era you know of 911 or boxster the, the first water cooled with amber lenses and ruby stone i just i've always thought that would look so good yeah and Steve runs amber indicators on, on the Boxster. Yeah. So I just think it will look so, so, so good. So, yeah, it's all about getting the livery yeah. on and, and a fix from that, which will be amazing. Exciting. So, yeah. Yeah. So one of our, one of our entrants is a winner, but we're yeah, going to keep that under wraps for another week or so. Yeah. And then yeah. reveal. And then it would be really good to introduce, well, the winner's going to come along to one of the races as, yeah. a, as a guest of Nine Works, which will be awesome. And Charade, of course. And, but yeah, I think, why don't we link up Steve and the winner? Get them on, on a podcast. Yeah, 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 in the next yeah. week or so and just kind of let them have a chat because there was a, a few things Steve was saying to me as we were going through some of the entries of the comp yeah. where 
he's in the trade. He understand, you know, he, he was saying things that I kind of wouldn't ordinarily take uh, or understand myself. So, for example, yeah, look, that that is a fantastic drawing, but as a livery, trying to translate it, into yeah, it's physical. Quite, that's it, yeah, yeah quite difficult. Yeah. So, it'd be nice to get just some insight on that. I think, yeah, um, especially when we run the comp for next year. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that would be good. I think that'd be good value. Yeah. Good. I'm so pleased that that comp has gone so well. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. So, so many entries was just amazing. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, really so enjoyed putting together the the Insta post with the sort of twenty images. It was really cool. Yeah, and that. seeing what what people kind of what what people were going for, what yeah. people liked the best. So, yeah, always good for a bit of interaction. Nice. Yeah. Good. And on that note, regards the awards. Yes, awards. Yeah, so uh, that's kind of another reason. We're linking in, isn't it? It is, yes. It's quite nice. It's always something we planned it, Andy, <laughs> <laughs> which we definitely didn't, to be fair. But uh, yeah, so uh, I'm really excited to announce the, the Nine Works Awards for um, 2022. Yep. It's on Thursday, the 7th of April, and it's going to be at Charade Accident Repair Centre. Really, really cool, quirky location to have an awards. Um, when I started, or, you know, the, the concept of Nine Works is about community yeah. and it's about promoting excellence as well mm-hmm. and that's on both sides of the fence i think the awards is going to be integral to that it's something i really wanted to do in association with the brand from the start so this will become an annual thing an annual event again where we can just reward people from around the industry for their for their excellence so uh if you'd like to vote it's open to members only so log on uh, to nineworks.co.uk, register for free if you haven't already. Uh, but if you have, log on and there are nine categories because yeah. nine works. Oh, very <laughs> yeah, good. Very, very good. good. And uh, yeah, you can place your vote and then they're submitted. So, uh, Excellent. Is that live now? It is live now. Yep. So, so go on there and take a look. There's some really cool categories on there. One of which is best podcast guest. Oh, good. So uh, yeah. So alongside that, because I'm keen for this to not be a popularity contest yeah you know it's got to genuinely award or reward excellence so concurrently to the public vote we've got a panel of nine experts yeah andy b you're one of them am i (laughs) as you know so yes there's um a panel of nine and uh, and again that we'll be calling on our expertise and knowledge and grounding of the industry putting our own votes together um, as a panel which has equal weighting and then if there's a clash between the public vote and ours then those kind of parties or finalists concerned get mystery shopped so it's super super tight in terms of um, you know the winners will genuinely deserve that award yeah so that'll be it the last thing to say is yeah, so it's open to members to vote, but Nine Works members can attend the evening. There's going to be Excellent. a select few tickets available yeah. um, on the night. So they will be offered to Nine Works members first. Cool. So keep posted and make sure you're subscribed to the Nine Works newsletter, basically, and I'll kind of put comms out. But certainly yeah. for now, keep Thursday, the 7th of April, 2022, free in your diaries. It's a black tie event as well, yeah. nice bit of food. And the big news that I've totally neglected to say until now is we've got a guest of honor andy who might be very interested in your car yeah i've heard this God, yeah amazing you're mr tony hatter no less designer of the 993 yeah. uh, genuine, genuine all-round good geezer yes a living breathing walking legend is very kindly gonna uh, get on a plane from his house in Visac to uh, to lovely birmingham excellent and he's going to be our guest of honor for the evening so there'll be a live q a 
with you guys essentially so with people in the audience yeah. you know i'll just be running around with the mic really yeah. <laughs> going to and fro but yeah so if you want to attend if you want to meet mr tony hatter maybe even put a question to him then uh yes make sure you grab a ticket that's pretty rad it's cool it's cool yeah. and and again you know this is this is the start of many um for me it's important that there'll be a legacy for these awards so they will be the you know a real highlight for people each and every year yeah yeah Awesome. Excellent, mate. Good. Yeah. Uh, what else have we got to talk about? Let's talk about, could you, well, we've had lots of new listeners. Um, yeah, amazing episode from last week. Our turbo study, singer turbo study episode. Yes. Uh, lots of new listeners. So uh, if you enjoy what you hear, then please give us a, a lovely review on your podcast application, whether that's uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, yeah, please leave us a, a, a nice review. That would be very kind. It would, it really would. Um, it, I'd also like to say like thanks to the guys at Singer for jumping on the podcast. Yes. Um, it's kind of not been lost on you and I that those guys haven't really done any other podcast interviews. Yeah, not that I've heard. Yeah, yeah, so like we we were really, really chuffed that um, they chose to come on Nineworks Radio, essentially. Absolutely. So that that's awesome. And again, it, with you guys at home leaving reviews, that kind of helps that process. Yes. Um, yeah. And just kind of adds a little bit of validity to what we do. We're not really too good at kind of shouting about ourselves, I would say, in terms of asking for that feedback and, and whatnot. Yeah. Um, we just kind of get on with it, but it does help and it does kind of keep that wheel kind of turning, really. Yeah, well, it gets more people listening doesn't it it's more people hear the good stuff yeah yeah definitely um on that note there just as a, as a quick segue back to the awards or something i forgot to mention that yeah. um our patreons i'm going to do a discount on the ticket for those oh, guys because we like to look after them you know yeah. you, you you guys really do help us so uh, yeah patreons will get a discount but any case back to yeah back to please asking us for feedback yeah and um please like dm us or you know, messages patreons Get on the messenger on there and ask questions and talk to us. Yeah, you know, we'd, we'd, love, we'd love to hear from you. You know, obviously it's Andy and I most weeks. We also have Max and Neil joining us as well. So if you've got any questions for any of the four of us or, you know, um, you'd like to get involved in a topic, get in contact with us. Let us know. You can reach us via Instagram, of course, nineworks.radio, my uh, Nineworks Instagram page, or you can email hello at nineworks.co.uk. And what's your Instagram page? Uh, 993 Andy. 993 Andy, yeah. So many, many ways to get in contact with us. So drop us a line, let us know your thoughts, and, and yeah, it'd be great to hear from you. Absolutely. I've had word from John at Porsche Bournemouth um, that they're going to do a little giveaway for us as well. Ooh. Uh, I'm not entirely sure what it is yet. Uh, so could be, know. could be Nick's Black Book. Could be. Imagine yes. that. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll announce what it is and how you can enter the competition or the giveaway um, on Instagram during the week. Excellent. So keep your ears peeled. Superb. Nice one, Andy. Nice one, John. Thank you, John. Appreciate appreciate that from Porsche Centre Bournemouth. 